0: Hello everyone, I'm Alyssa and I'm Hannah. Welcome to the Avengers and Odyssey Revelations podcast, where we discuss everything that has to do with Avengers and Odyssey. Thank you so much for joining us today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Avengers and Odyssey Revelations podcast. Today, we will be sharing our opinions on one of the most controversial subjects in the Odyssey fandom, the Rydell Saga, which I have been waiting a long time to talk about. Yes, so have I. <laughs> so, um, at the beginning of the Rydell Saga, I was very intrigued and was excited to hear the upcoming episodes. We have never had a child villain in Odyssey before, and so I was really... um excited to see how the writers would write the upcoming episodes and storylines and how it would all unfold. Same here. I felt that this was something completely new and different than what Odyssey had ever done before, and I was really excited to see what it would be all about. (laughs) From the beginning, when we first met Mori and Suzu, we were, we thought instantly that they were going to have a major arc in Odyssey going forward, and that they were just these There was something they were hiding beneath the surface. Yes, it was quite clear as well that that these two kids were going to play an important role in the stories going forward. And that we should keep our eyes on them. We definitely saw this in The Key Suspect. Seeing Matthew and Emily trying to solve the case, the opening lockers. Them thinking it was Dion, but it wasn't. Them trying to figure out who actually did it. And then the last scene with Maury and Suzu. Suzu telling Mori we don't want things to go awry again. What things, what went awry again? What is going on here? (laughs) Yes, at that moment, like I had a million questions about Mori and Suzu. Mori, I was convinced, was doing something. Like there was something he was hiding. Suzu, I wasn't quite sure of, like maybe she was involved in whatever was going on, but I wasn't quite sure because it seemed that she didn't really know anything. But as you said i had so many questions (laughs) and going forward in the following episodes of the um the good in people and the secret the writer's ruse it was it made me have even more questions because the plots that were in there that more concocted were like local scenarios bringing out the good in people giving matthew and emily cases to solve i wasn't so sure if a it, it, like, were they connected? Was the parsing bigger, or was it just it, a just, one, just a smaller I said, That is so true. Like, trying to figure out how does everything, as you said, connect? What is Maury's master plan? Is it sinister? Is it dark? Like, what is really going on here? And from the episodes that, we're, that we heard recently, um, I mean, recently in the Early on in the series, there wasn't really a whole lot of information that we were given. Yes. I mean, for all we knew, more could be the chairman's son or grandson. Yeah, that, yeah. I that theory was going around for a while. Well, I think that's what added to the, um, how the... Added to the saga was that you didn't really know what was going on. It was so mysterious, and a lot of these characters' backstories and who they actually were and what they were doing was cut kind of under wraps, which I was so excited to see revealed later down the road. Yes, I would say the beginning of the Rydell saga was probably the most, I guess, mysterious and almost you could say ambiguous of any mm-hmm. saga that Odyssey has done before. In that, with the Blackguard and Novacom, you had an idea of what was going on. Yes. And mean. in this one, with Mori and Suzu, there was not so much clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Dr. Blackguard, you immediately knew was evil. I mean, just listen to that voice and laugh. And then <laughs> and then with Novacom, with Wit, going against their programs and saying that they were not you know, suitable for families, we knew... At uh, the out- onset that the- basically novacom was bad we didn't know like how bad it turns into my control but we knew they weren't the best thing either with maury and suzu though you were like um it was more complicated you weren't sure if they were totally bad good they were like in that gray area yeah exactly um i think the episode they really like would take the sock up a notch to a whole other level even was a sacrificial escape. Yes, definitely. I remember hearing that episode for the first time and I was like, is this like part of the same saga? Because know. it just seemed that the whole saga just did like a complete one eighty in terms of what they were doing. Yes. It was so much more intense and dark and and just mysterious going from um open lockers and um mysteries about books and authors and everything to escape rooms and i was like okay like that made me even question like what was happening even more i mean this episode was is one of the most memorable episodes in recent odyssey history it really is i really thought the artists did a great job you could feel the intensity how more um how just well, of course, for probably had idea that was more was the voice, but the the voice, mysterious voice, is creepy. You could hear the fear in Emily and Matthew's voices, them maybe feeling that they were coming face to face with death and weren't sure how to respond to it. It was it was all scary. and They felt like the, you know they were running out of time and all this like a countdown. Like, yeah, this is creepy, <laughs> but all of that for sure. Yeah, and I was just wondering, like, how does this tie in? How does this connect? with everything else that we have heard before. How is this part of um, the master plan? Assuming like Mori and Suzu are behind this, which I assumed it was Mori was not entirely sure about Suzu because her yeah. whole reaction during it seemed one of shock and fear. Exactly. She seemed just in the dark about who this was. She seemed scared, frightened. That's what made me think at this point here in this episode that she was in the clear, you could say it wasn't, involved too much in, like, whatever schemes Mori was doing. It seemed that, I mean, she was a really good actor. Yeah, this episode definitely made it seem as though Mori was acting alone. That Suzu had no part in it whatsoever. Yes. And, um, I mean, this episode, I still really enjoyed listening. It was a really good episode. But in light of recent episodes, the most recent, though, um, I mean, in terms of the ride relations, you... It makes you see these, this episode in a whole different light, like specifically the reactions from certain characters. Yes, especially Wit. because in this episode, he is he reacts with the same reaction that Emily and Matthew and, and Suzu have. He is just as shocked as they are, in total surprise and is horror. Yeah, and and is just worried about Emily and Matthew and their safety. It appears that he does not know who is behind this, what their motive is. That this is just a complete surprise to him. This think, just has think, happened out yeah. of the blue. I think that in the episode, he had a line like, I don't know who you are. There was some line yeah, that yeah, made I it what he said. Yeah, definitely there was something like that. Yeah, like that. And so I was completely sure that maybe Wit, or mostly sure, that he didn't know who was behind this. And so all I can say is, what was it? Really good actor. Like and 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 knowing now that he knew not only was behind it, but that Mori and Caesar were going to do this, it just it it makes you question his reaction to the whole thing. Uh, it it does. It seems like he staged the whole thing in a way, rehearsed it to where it appeared that this was a shock to him when, in actuality, it wasn't. And that doesn't really sit well with me. It just feels out of character for him a lot it's even worse in that after the whole incident in the aftermath emily i think in this at the end of this episode came up to him and asked him if he had any idea who did it and went well was like mm, no i mean that's not exactly what he said but you get the, he still was like he didn't he told her that he didn't know anything and knowing that he did Oh, Witt, you kind of lied to Emily there. It, <laughs> see, he did in a way, for sure. I just wish that the whole thing with Wit knowing—I just, first of all, I wish that he hadn't known, as that would have made him his react to the whole thing genuine and actually where he cared about what happened to Emily Matthew and yes, their, yes, you yes. know, at least their mental health. I thought the same ever since I heard. The ending of the Rhino Revelations. Because to me, this just doesn't seem in character for him. He puts the safety of children first and foremost about everything else. Yes. And he cares about them and their safety and their well-being. Everything about them. Mentally, spiritually, physically. And this just didn't fit that in, in my um, point of view, my perspective, my thoughts on, on this show. It just didn't... In my opinion, it just didn't work. And I don't know what they were initially thinking, the writers, what was going through their minds, if they thought it seems logical to them. Like, and I didn't or realize, maybe they didn't really think it all the way through, and that would be some kind of big reveal. Yeah, yeah. End. I didn't realize like, the just more ramifications. ramifications of it, yeah. This, yeah, and how this would affect our perception of Wit and his character and dramatically change it. I, I'm just wondering if they had initially, when writing this episode, in the dialogue, where had already decided that Wit would know what, who was behind it, or if that was later on when Ryan the Rivalation is like, "Well, Wit usually knows everything," he and it'd be kind of dumb for him not to know what's going on his own building. So we'll just make it where he knew all the time okay. was going yeah. on. But maybe, but in doing so, they have just completely went out of character in yes. my opinion, which is it just doesn't really work. It doesn't work at all, in fact. And I just wish they hadn't. Yeah, we've seen countless times in the past that Wit takes very seriously the safety of children. We saw what happened with Lucy, with the Imagination Station. He wasn't the one who, you know, like, caused to you bump below or something <laughs> but you know that was dr blackard but he still closed the shop he talked with con eugene he said he went open and he was completely sure that all the kids who went there would be safe yeah i mean he was even considering shutting down the place if it meant that the kids would be safe exactly okay. and this wit and that wit are just not the same yeah at all <laughs> even you um later on um even it was even worse with how he um when everything came to light, he didn't really confront more and Cecil about it. Even like the he he never addressed the moral implication, but they did not to mention the le- the like the yeah, just the ethical, the legal yes, everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, and Witt has always it's been on the side of right, whatever would happen with Blackard and Novacom, He's never had there's never been any question of where he was on which side of the line. It was always on the side of right and truth and goodness and this is just totally it's anti to everything Wit has ever been. (laughs) And I'm just so mad about that because it just it ruins his character in a way. And this is not the Wit that we all know and love. And I just wish they hadn't done it. Am I saying Wit is perfect? Like no he's not. He makes mistakes. Um like we all do. But the mistakes that they have written with making are mistakes that make sense for him to make yes there and are things that are maybe the heat of the moment or more emotional yeah or they generally yeah. have to do with like maybe he didn't handle he had an argument with a family or there was kind of like a rift between him and someone like with his daughter or with jack or maybe he said something he ended up regretting or a decision he made like that what you heard in the um the, the boat people yeah but hurting like intentionally Placing children in harm's way, is, or at least making them believe that they were in harm's is way, it's never a mistake that he has made, and something I just do not see him doing and at all. Even worse than that, he didn't even apologize to Emily and like I take her aside and say, "Emily, I'm know, so sorry." Like if he had said, "May he," he only said, "Maybe I should have stepped in earlier." That was all he said. He should have said, "I'm Emily. I'm so sorry. I now know that it was a mistake what I did. I should have." put a stop to it, even before began, began, I, I'm so sorry, will you please forgive me? Yes, and that would have helped in a whole a lot with us. But every other... Yeah, the wit we know apologizes. He example makes that we've had when wit has made a mistake. He has admitted that he was wrong, asked for forgiveness, and apologized. Um, so many... We have so many examples. The most prominent I can think of is the whole... Um, Rift between him and Jack. Yes. And over the adoption of Claire and everything that went down. In that situation, he, it took a while, you know, a couple of years, but he went and he apologized for his behavior and said mm-hmm. that it was yeah. uncalled for. And they reconciled. And the two of them were the best of friends again. Yeah. <laughs> Their relationship was all right. And in that moment, hearing that, we still felt the same for those two characters because we can understand them and because. Wit, he he did what was right. He admitted that he was wrong, and I just wish that they had done that. And again. the thing is, um, they still. I went up with this later during Real, we ahead have ourselves the episode, but they acknowledge almost that no, they actually did not. That Emily doesn't trust Wit anymore. And that's a drastic thing to do. Like, that's major. The I mean, I didn't make up these lines. It, 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 they actually wrote it for Emily to say. But it's almost like they put Emily in the wrong for feeling that way. Yes. But, I mean, we have a whole bunch of to They vilified the poor girl. Yes. Her seem Like, she was wrong for doing what she did and for what she was feeling. When, in my opinion, she's totally right to feel that way. Yes, exactly. Like, you can... Uh, let go of those grudges or those feelings with God's help and lots of prayer. But doesn't mean I have to trust the person or be friends who with li- them. Yes. Who lied to me, who made me think I was dying. There's such things as toxic relationships in life that we have to let go of or never just get out of you know our circle—it's it exists. It's real it's there. We, just because you know we're Christians, we should forgive people. But there are ha- there are some people in this world, guys, that are They're yes. evil. They're they bad. Have, we, they that have doesn't be, mean it has to be friends. There have to, have with to them. be boundaries in life. Yes. And Emily deciding that she's not watched doesn't make Lori her bad. and yes. Susie in her life, as you said, does not make her evil. It's perfectly fine. In fact, I think mean, she should do that. Yeah, at least for right now. Yes, until they recognize their shortcomings, their errors, acknowledge their wrong and ask for our forgiveness. Yes, it's as simple as that. They Emily is right and Maureen and Cecil are wrong. <laughs> yes, and that is the fact of the matter. And I just wish the writers would acknowledge that in the show. Yeah, it just it's so frustrating to me. You know it's 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 this simple fact that's plain and obvious. The Mori and Suzu, no matter how you put it, their actions cannot be justified. And I hate their, to keep dragging this out and to keep trying to persuade to us somehow yes, that, that. Like, we're not giving our rights that here that Mori and Suzu are justifying their actions and that anyone who says that they aren't is wrong like no amount of them saying it over and over is going to convince me that they are because they aren't it's 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 not rocket science it just isn't they were everything they did was terrible especially the escape room yes that to me is clear as day I don't see how anyone can't see that yeah it's it's completely it can't be justified (laughs) well (laughs) <laughs> so after um the escape room was a uh, further from the truth and so i was really looking for the episode because i thought it would build more upon the aftermath of of um, the escape room, and it was um it was it was okay yeah it was pretty interesting it to me it didn't really seem to have much to do with the Rydell saga it was more so focusing on Emily and Matthew and them repairing their relationship and um, yeah I think the whole reason it was more so included was because Mori played a part in the episode and so that's to me seemed like the main reason <laughs> yeah but uh, um after this. Episode, and was like, okay, this song has been going on for like four years now. It's time to really get the big major parts of it. And well, we got them coming up oh, we saw the title for The Ride of Revelations. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally, we yes. get some answers. What is Mori's master plan? What's going on in Odyssey? Is there something bigger? Is he the chairman's yeah. son? <laughs> it, it seemed like we were finally going to reach the top of the mountain after like years of climbing up the slope. That yes. we were finally going to get the answers that we had wanted for so long. And yeah, and the first episode was um, m- my reaction after it was okay. Where are the revelations? <laughs> yeah, it was it was more a recap than anything else. Um, yeah, not like other. Um, anyway, three conclusions are like, conclusions to, like a part of a saga or the saga that we've had yeah in times past like the only big part of the episode was wit telling maury i think you're trying to gay me yes <laughs> yes yes it was about time that someone calls out maury definitely for an and it was about time we saw that side of wit again because we had not seen that side of I me mean, in a while those who know it was about to go down later but in that moment that moment it was, was good yeah <laughs> so- it was really good it was uh yeah so that was long overdue so i was very happy to hear that and episode two was um it was it had good backstory but once again we were except for the ending there wasn't anything like that made your jaw drop yeah like that really captured your attention and where you were just completely shocked it was more so like um, learning a bit more about Mori and Suzu and their family and their story and where they came from and why they came to live in Odyssey more so than anything else. Like, there are no, there are really no answers to what was going on in Odyssey yeah. at this present time. And the whole thing <laughs> with, um, with Mori and Suzu stealing the trinkets and yeah. all their stuff. I mean, it was interesting. I don't think it was what I envisioned when hearing of the, the trouble they had done previously. I guess I've been more more serious, like I don't know, learning hacking to top secret government programs or <laughs> files or something like that. Yeah, that that certainly seems like something Maury would do. So yes, and he definitely he definitely is smart enough to do it. <laughs> but um, Raymond Rydell was I, I was glad to hear of at least part of Maury and Suzu's family. And he was um, an interesting character. Not really the best father, in my opinion, but, yeah, that <laughs> he definitely wasn't in this episode. Um, I hope that we get to hear a bit more of him in future episodes, learn a bit more about his character. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there, there really wasn't much that you learned of him. More so that he seemingly knew it. Yeah, like, wasn't like the best dad and wasn't really pay attention to what Maury and Susie were doing and was hearing reports of the goings on there and was like, Okay, you know, you kids can't be anymore. I'm just gonna send you to live in Odyssey with your nanny. I, I know the Whitakers is like a joke. They know everyone. But um with them with Wit knowing Raymond, it seemed more like they were trying to get the plot going and want to have at least another reveal,'re so like, "Oh, Wick knows Raymond Bydell, More to his father." <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wish that they had, I guess alluded to this a bit sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's impossible that he could have known Raymond. It just it just thought it was the most natural. Yes, like there wasn't any lead up to it if that makes sense. like nothing to really clue you in previously that this relationship had already been established between Wit and Maureen Tusa's father. Yeah, it would have made more sense if when they came to Odyssey, Wit introduced himself, I-, I said, I'm an old friend of your father's, so welcome to Odyssey, he likes the Raspberry Ripple, something like that. I mean, the only, like, legit reason I could think of Wit not telling them was, I think he was, I know he was pretty much aware of their, um, you could say things they did at the embassy <laughs> and so we was trying to keep you know a, a trick up a sleeve but still there was no way for them to know if their father would tell wit about that stuff so i, I just i mean i yeah. guess it's to go with it Who really still. Knows. I, I guess maybe they might reveal it to us later on but we'll have to wait and see yeah but still the most epic and memorable part of pods episode was definitely tasha's reappearance which was Awesome, by the way. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> and part three, we found got the revelations. The biggest one of all being, Moy was the actual villain. Okay, well, to me, it was still a villain, but I guess not the biggest major. At villain. least not in this episode. Was <laughs> it was, <laughs> yes, it was actually his and Natty, Mrs. Mato. And I was like, okay, it's Mrs. Mato. I'm not saying I couldn't see her as a villain. Like, she seemed she could play the role. Of a villain, a spy that was there conducting espionage and stealing things. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to. I could be behind Mori not quote unquote being the villain, but I, I guess we'd had all these years and stories and episodes of that all pointed to Mori being the evil, the major evil person I everything, and with the cryptic. Voice, journal entries, and everything. It just, it seemed like it had all this set up, and as like, the ending was a bit flat. Mrs. Mado I would have been better as a villain if we had seen her early I, on at the I beginning of the show. i was so much disappointed in the fact, well, to me, Moray is like still a villain, but more so the fact that he's not the villain like, this episode. More so as in the way in which they set up yes. may be the Villain. If they had introduced her character a bit earlier, made us care about her a bit more, grow an attachment to her, yes, then it would have m- meant more to me with her being the villain. Yeah, her betrayal. If we'd seen her interacting with more in Suzu, taking care of them. It would have been like, how did we see this all along? She was there in the background. She, it makes perfect sense now. But instead, we were introduced to her in Instead of a in also, Parker Petty suspect in the first part of it, this episode, it makes it easier to guess that she's the villain in that she only yes. appears in these episodes. And then on music, they had and that then, scene. Yeah. <laughs> they also having <laughs> where strange things are going on in terms of Emily and Susan not being there. Yes. Like if, if she's already been there, then no one will really give her a second Generally thought. speaking, if, if there's if a, she's a double cross there. Yes. Then your mind would go, okay, could the villain yeah. be, you know, that new her. character over there they had not seen before? Yes, because I, hearing it, I, I know we're not the all, and we were thinking, Mrs. Mayo probably is it. Just the way which she phrased things, and she, the way she talked, it just something was, seemed a bit suspicious. So, if she had been introduced earlier, it would have made that reveal so much bigger, and may not as many people would have caught on that it was actually her. And that she was a spy. Uh Uh-huh. But, I mean, the major thing in this episode, I think the biggest backlash from fans was the ending. Specifically, Witt's explanation to Emily, why he kept the escape room when he had known about it, and more and Suzu from Emily. Uh, That was, um... The explanation was weak, to say the least. Weak. (laughs) Um, I just... I can understand the explanation, but it doesn't work in this case because of everything that happened. Yes. To me, there's no reasoning at all to justify making kids think they're la- dying. Yeah. To make making them believe that they are in danger. Honestly, that their life is going to end very soon. Uh, that yeah. That's just not justifiable anyway. Honestly, if I'm not saying I would think that the reasoning would have stood the whole way but if the sacrificial escape had been taken out, I could have bought Witt's reason a bit more. I'm not, or at like, least it's somewhat. not the it's best, not the best but it was yeah, weakened by the fact of, like, But at least this that other down. stuff they did wasn't totally considered life-threatening or were they threatened bodily harm towards any person or anyone. So it would have been more believable, is the word. But because of the episode and just the ramifications of it, it, like, no, it. This does not. You didn't even reprimand them for doing this. No, nothing. No, like even in this episode, they, Moe and Suzu, they're just portrayed as kids that are not guilty of some serious acts i know they didn't get a, even a slap on the wrist he didn't even say they the, didn't even go down to the police station they just oh okay we're going uh, to, to my house. house yeah like yeah, pack yeah. Your bags. Like we're going to your house we're gonna pack your bags and we're gonna mm-hmm. go over to my place and Ms. May was going to the pokey you know <laughs> it? it was like there was nothing and it just it's it, i thought it just I hope it's fixed. I know from the next episode, let's let's um let's call the whole thing off. That it was probably written before the whole backlash with this whole thing with Mori and Sizu and Mori being right. The whole debate about it, but and so I can't really. I guess it would wait like a few more months to see the next episode to see if they at least tone scale back, tone it down, and I also, yeah. reflect more of our opinion on the situation. I also felt that in this episode that they were trying to betray. They're trying to make us more sympathetic, understanding of Lori and Suzu. Yes. But I'm just like, okay, helping – them helping to capture Mrs. Mato and prevent her from stealing the microfiche does not – like, it, it doesn't, doesn't cancel out everything they have already and then done. And now, and let's call the whole thing off with them tr- just, uh, like, trailing Emily, going wherever she goes, trying to play it all cool. Like, hi, Emily, how you doing? And, Why can't we be friends? Um, hello? The girl thought you were gonna kill her. It's It's not, it's, <laughs> have you forgotten that? Yes, there's like they're almost the writers are trying to, like, reverse psychology. They're trying to paint Maurice Sisu as the victim and Emily's being mean for trying to push them away and trying to, like, separate herself from the two of them. Like, she's not being bad. She's not a bad person for doing that. Em- Maurice Sisu are clearly terrible people. At least the time being. I mean, maybe they can become better people, good people. Critics maybe even down the line. But right now. Yeah. And as I said, helping out Tasha and Wit does not yes. fix that. They haven't even said they're sorry. They're, yeah. Hurt. It isn't like, it doesn't, their actions, they still should have ramifications. They still should suffer the consequence. Yes. like for the things that they have done. If the writers are so adamant about, about them more into being Right. At the very least, you're going to do a compromise. Have them apologize to Emily for making her, for basically scarring her for making her think she was dying. If they, if that's the very least they can do. But so far, nothing. It's, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, I don't know what to say either. It's just terrible. I, I, um... I'm hoping that it can be redeemed going forward, but this whole team idea just makes me nervous. Especially since I think Emily is probably going to end up joining it. I feel exactly the same way, and to me, that would be sort of character for her, especially considering everything that they have done. I'm I just hope that the writers don't do that because it would be a terrible mistake. Exactly, it would be one that I just is one thing I don't really like is for writers to write characters. To make them do things that just they don't they would ever do? Yes. And this, it just goes and plea against everything that Emily has done in the past. And seeing now with her interactions with Maury and Suzu, the last thing she wanted to do is yeah, just to interact you with can them. See like, see how clearly caught she is by their actions. That she doesn't trust them at all, let alone want to join them on their team. It can't. just wouldn't make any sense. If the writers are, like, so insistent upon her joining them, which I probably think they will, because they're probably, like, a, a storyline or story arc idea behind all this, then they should make it where the first time she says no. Or, like, show kind of a drag- progression yeah. towards her agreeing to it. Not just, like, rock the bat, Like, her s- saying, I yes, can't stand you, you, but you. I'll join it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Hopefully, going forward, the Rydell saga can be redeemed. I truly hope so. It would be such a shame to have a story arc with so much possibility potential be ruined by bad creative decisions. Thank you once again for listening. Make sure to join us again for another episode of the Bitches and Ozzy Revelations Podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.